All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark. It's Sands Fin, the one and twos, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com, and this next segment is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers for insurance, whether auto, life, home, or renters. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. Um, Yeah, continuing with the breaking news, if we just tune it in, uh, Adam broke the story, but wide receiver of uh, Atlanta Falcons, Calvin Ridley, suspended for the whole full year of this coming up season uh, because of allegedly betting on football games. Um, and, and again, back to my take, um, damn boy, Alabama wide receivers and had a tough run in the last couple of years, you know, and off the field stuff. Um, it's, this is the thing. So again, everybody knows how I feel about sports betting and, and, and the reason why I'm going to sit here and think it's important for the NFL to act swiftly and to come down with this hammer is because if you are somebody that wants the NFL to continue to embrace, and professional sports, not just NFL, but professional sports, to embrace sports betting and to have this continue spread across the country, because it, it's it's coming to Texas sooner than what people think. It's going to be here. And the next thing is with the casino thing, I mean, it's here. It's going to be here. It's going gonna, it's gonna, to, it's, it's slowly but surely, but it's going to change the landscape of how the average person views sports and even how you view it from your home. There are industry, there are companies that are hiring guys to talk about this or having guys that they've had teach them, say, hey, you got to you got to integrate sports gambling. And I can always tell the ones that really about that life and ain't about it. And and somebody that's followed as long, I can tell guys that are just doing it because they're producers. Hey, man, you got to talk about this to guys that are really about that life. And trust me, there's very few in this industry nationally or locally that really know about handicapping in that. So that's one soapbox to get on. But back to this. If you're somebody like me that wants the leagues and professionals to continue to get in bed with sports betting for the consumer and the fan, you want to sit there and have them come down hard on Calvin Ridley like that, like this. Now, with that said, this still opens a can of worms of being hypocritical. Because and, and and I guarantee you, you're going to have some players that are going to come when when because you know suspending them for six weeks, eight weeks, fining them a half a million dollars, doing whatever. That's one thing. But when you talk about taking him off without pay, you're going to have. Some, I wouldn't be surprised if you have some players come out and take their shot at them. Oh well, yeah, but we've got a team in Vegas, so we've got this and that. Look, when you talk about the integrity of the shield. There's no gray area in that. It's it's black and white. And the bottom line of it is, is that fantasy football, it's it's borderline and hypocritical because fantasy football, let me break the news to you. Fantasy football is gambling. Vegas fought years for that's why DraftKings ain't invaded in, in, in Vegas to this day. Because DraftKings, because Vegas saw what was going. The guys that uh, that that invented DraftKings. It was never for the intentions of fantasy football. It was always with the purpose of becoming a sports book because they saw it was on the horizon. And why do you think guys like DraftKings, the CEOs of DraftKings, why do you think some of their early investors were Jerry Jones, Robert Kraft? 
the, the, the first year everybody learned about DraftKings, they went out and spent $40 million in week one in advertising the year that they came on the scene. They just flooded. The, and everybody, what the hell is this? Fantasy football. And keep in mind, the NFL had a history back in the late 90s, early 2000s. They would turn their nose up with fantasy football. You couldn't go in a football stadium and they would give you fantasy updates. When the league found out, like, damn, there's a there's another audience for this. That thirty million, that we twenty million, we're getting a view in. There's what this fantasy? What that's bringing females play this too? This is what it is. The league started to embrace it. You and then the, their 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 buddies, the networks they team up with, the four letter networks of the world. Then they start generating these shows. That guy on on ESPN with a bell uh, bell road. What the hell is his name? On, on the fantasy guy, the ball head, the one has like a number one bookseller. And all these guys have boosted and gotten jobs because the NFL has embraced fantasy football and some of the networks got to have fantasy shows. Make no mistake about it. There are guys that are playing in the league on Sunday that are part of big fantasy football leagues and pots amongst themselves. And I'm talking about seven figure pots, big ones. And you mean to tell me that that couldn't leak into some type of integrity and, 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 and a player or somebody that's a part of a team or something like that? you damn right. You just never hear. You don't really hear about it. It's not a story. You know why? Because the NFL is already over a decade in bed with fantasy football. This gambling stuff, which we like, like Jonas mentioned once he read the, the breaking news, Pete Rose. Everybody associates that in the professional sports with Pete Rose. Like, I'm old enough as a kid to even remember. I'm old enough that I remember a kid, and I've said this before in these airways. Jimmy the Greek, the late, great Jimmy the Greek, he would have to sit up there on NFL Today. I thought it was it's ironic that he did this with Brent Musburger, who left a seven-figure job from Four Letter Network, seven-figure job just calling basketball, like something Brent's done for 30, 40 years, coming live to you from college. He left that to go out in the desert to launch a sports betting network four years ago, five years, because he knew what was on the horizon. It, but but he he used to do the show with Jimmy the Greek. Jimmy used to have to use code. NFL did not want anything to do with Jimmy the Greek. He would have to use code words like, well, you know, the Raiders today, they're probably only a feel good better than the Denver Broncos. You couldn't come out and say, hey, man, they're minus three. They're, it was backdoor taboo. Mafia, all that stuff. This I'm going back 30 some years ago. It's even changed since 09 and 2010 when I first got into studying what sports betting was. At the end of the day, the league is already in bed with fantasy football. But you can't make me when you talk about the shield, that's what we're talking about. Fantasy football is a form of gambling, and it's the same thing that can mess with integrity, but it doesn't have that, it doesn't have that I got your word, like it's gambling. He bet on sports. But at the same time, I'm down with this decision. Because if you're going to continue having these partnerships with DraftKings, with the MGM, you're going to have a team in Vegas as the Vegas Raiders. You, it's too late to it's too late to pull out now. Pause. It's too late. You know, you you gotta you you're in there. You you can't you can't let the genie out of the bottle now. You're you're in bed with them. But this happened a lot quicker than I thought. This was this was bound to happen. You got teams in Vegas. And look, there's a lot of sports athletes. They look, I mean, look at Charles Barkley. Do we really think Charles Barkley became a degenerate basically in his post is only when he decided to work for TNT? I mean, that, that's the slippery slope with this thing when we talk about sports betting. But I'm down with the decision. 
But don't be surprised when you have some people pushing back players and stuff because at the end of the day, yes, it's about the advertising. It's about the consumer. But the yet and still, you're sitting it's, – it's almost like, you know – if you're a player, you can't be they like in basketball they've 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 lightened this a little bit. But it's saying football, you can't be a you, you you can't be an active football player and endorse a beer product. I want to or push an, pause or, here or, or an alcohol product. What? Because we have and and Dante uh, mentioned this you know to to us on Twitter earlier too. But you now have the first athlete, active athlete, to endorse a sports book. The NHL's Connor McDavid. On Friday, it was announced he is an official ambassador of BetMGM. And today, you have the Ridley news. Like I said, the genie's out of the bottle. You're gonna have a lot of other players. But back to what I was gonna say about the NFL, you can't. They you you have beer companies from Miller Lite, Dos Equis, You have them all that are on your TV screen. They're, they're plat- Miller's big partners with Jerry Jones. But if you're an active football player, you can't endorse a beer product or an alcohol product. So hypocrisy a little bit in that. But the NFL has its ways. But this was going to happen. I knew this was going to happen once they made the decision a few years ago to get in bed. And I knew once we start getting more in the game. And we're just, if, trust me, folks, we're just at the tip of the iceberg on this and how far the, the teams are going to get in bed. It's going to be here pretty soon in the next, I would say, what, we 2022? I would say by 2024, 2025, you're going, to be, you're going to have an app from the NFL that's going to be licensed, and DraftKings is going to have the fight right, first right to refusal on it. Smart-ass guys, man. I mean, who was in that damn room? Like, like whoever came with that. But it was the investors they got involved with that. They're going to have the right ones involved. But you're going to have an app where you're going to be sitting at home, and they're going to be telling, and at halftime, Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long, they're going to be having to sit there and say, hey, you know what? The app here at NFL, well, do we think Zeke is going to have over 50 yards in the second half? Well, go right there to your app and to see if you do. That stuff is coming. It's baby stuff. You see a little bit of now, but TNT, that little segment they have, Charles Barkley and Kenny Smith read out on Thursday that's sponsored by FanDuel. They say, hey, man, who, who's going to score? Who's hitting 40 points tonight more? Are you going with Stephen Curry or are you going to go with Kevin Durant in this matchup? They've got to have that recorded. With they, that's the tip of the iceberg. That's stuff that's coming into the apps. We're just getting scratching the surface of this. And if we want to get to those points, the people that care about that stuff in the sports betting world, then Goodell and the NFL has no choice but to use Calvin Ridley as a sacrificial lamb to be like, all right, fool, you were the first one to jump in. I like to know how they found out. That's what I want to know. And, and the reports are coming out that Calvin was pretty much straightforward. He didn't try to lie. Be like, oh, it wasn't me. He didn't go shaggy on him. It wasn't me. He said, oh, it was me. I did it. But it was a time. And, you know, no. And they feel like it was nothing that was. He didn't try to use inside information. And the crazy thing about it, I bet you to a dollar to a donut that Calvin really, this is probably like his first time even trying this stuff. And probably realizing, man, what the hell am I doing? And somebody said, you ain't really supposed to be doing that. And then you had to go to the principal's office and admit what you did. You know? But um, I, I think I, it doesn't surprise me. He's the first, but I don't think it's going to be the last. I don't think it's going to be the last. But with that said, trust me, for people out there in the conspiracy world that think that, like, fixing games, for, in the, I'm going to go with the major sports because we just dealt with this in the NHL like a couple years ago with a guy that was wondering if he bet on games. There's In professional sports, the four major sports, there's really no – fixing games it doesn't it doesn't it, to me i've never been one because for one these guys make too much money now 
And number two, the level of that goes on. I mean, everybody took that with the Donahue thing and ran with it, but no. And the eye in the sky, just when you go to a casino and you playing blackjack and you playing roulette or you craps, you got that eye in the sky that's watching you. They've got Vegas has been having eyes in the skies on sports betting for like the last 40 years. They've been ahead on this. The only, that's why the only time you hear about really fixing, the only time you fixing matches for game is them backdoor tennis matches that's played on a Tuesday or Wednesday, okay, a cricket game maybe over in Australia down under, okay, some bull crap, like or maybe a Division three college that's played on Tuesday night where somebody had um, – biology, college biology with with the starting point guard and was just sitting there with a bag of 10 grand say, hey, man, you know y'all favorite fucking, you do, maybe that. But for the more major sports, no, man, there's no corruption, there's no fixing games or nothing like that. Regardless if you had guys, that there's too, it would take too much involvement, these guys make too much money for those type of guys to get to them. And your point on D3 basketball there is why a lot of states that as, as legalization of sports betting has, you know, spread over the last couple of years, a lot of states won't take any action on college basketball because you have play, you know players who are in financial situations where they're trying to might be trying to earn or, or might fix. So there's a lot of states that either won't take action on college games in general or just uh, well, in-state teams. Well, New Jersey, when they first rolled out, they, and that was more of a PC thing and, and a good faith thing, they wasn't taking action from college teams or local college. Now, on your standard um, even sometimes in Vegas, I mean, but even your books, your offshore books, small games, affirming uh, like maybe Chattanooga, like a Boston, like a Boston University, I think was a uh, games like that. They'll have a max out limit for that reason. You can't bet more than a certain amount of them because of that fear of like, man, what the hell? You can't watch. But the major ones, nah, man, nah, you know, nah. I mean, but. It's it's uh this is a big story. I mean that's why I spent this much time. It's a big story. I thought it was gonna it was gonna happen. It's a lot of quicker than I thought because I thought the league would be more like enriched and down with sports bet by the time this happened. But this is this is a big this is a big story because I mean that puts them out for a year and it puts Atlanta in a bad situation, a bad situation. You know that I, to me, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons. I've got to. We've got to have some serious conversations before we go to April's draft on just punting on this season and find a way to get Matt Ryan get the hell up out of that that money. Matt Ryan's going to set a record. For, there's not a person that's played this game since we've been in salary cap talks or being on salary cap rules, I should say, that's going to have a hit of forty seven million or something that Matt Ryan's. Even if Aaron Rodgers goes back to Green Bay, and they give him this new bag, fully guaranteed contract, that number eight, Matt Ryan is still going to be the highest guy in the league out of 32 teams going against cap. You give me this news today, and we missed the playoffs last year, and I've already traded Julio. We went, I'm just putting on the season, and we got we to gotta seriously think about outright releasing Matt Ryan. We got to blow this thing up. Because, I mean, and then now the only other good news to Atlanta, if you look at the combine this week, this is a deep draft again. Corners and wide receivers of speed. This, if, if you're going to go, but do, is Atlanta really going to use their first round pick back to back years on skill guys? That defense needs some help. You still don't have the future of Matt Ryan. Now, now some, you know, your Buckies and the guys that do these mock drafts, whatever. I've seen Malik, you know, kid out of Liberty. I've seen him leak to Atlanta, you know, uh, but that, that's my take on that, man. That's, it's, it's a, it it sucks. I mean, it's I'm down with the ruling. 
you got to send a message. If you're an Atlanta fan, sorry, Stephen Reese, this sucks. This is bad news, man. Like I said, you can't win the Super Bowl and make the playoffs in April and July, and but you can lose. You can take yourself out of it. I'll say that. 1-800-707-9760. What's up? So just uh, the final notes of, of importance on this Calvin Ridley story. The earliest, according to ESPN, that he can apply for reinstatement is going to be February 15th, 2023. He also does have the option to appeal. Uh, he has three days from the time of that suspension, which looks like it was February 15th. So it's, but it's unknown if uh, he's appealed that at all. Uh, we do have Eddie checking in on Twitter. Uh, uh, shared with us that Calvin Ridley tweeted about 20 minutes ago uh, that he tweeted, I bet 1500 total. I don't have a gambling problem. So, well, you know, in this day and age, if you're somebody, if I was Calvin Ridley, I don't give a damn if people, I mean, hell, I just do radio Fridays week. I care less what people think about me on Twitter land. I, I don't need to tweet. If you really thought that it had a gambling, screw you. I mean, I'm about to lose a hell of a money. I only bet 50. I told you it was probably just starting off. Somebody told him, like, Hey man, Y'all allowed to do that in the NFL? Oh, bro, bro, what? Gamble. Oh, damn, dog. What hey, man, you ain't supposed to. And that's how that. Keep, pay attention who's in your circle, man. Like, damn. Where are these guys, who are these guys hanging with? Like, the, it's a job of somebody's job to protect the bag if you're in the circle. I ought to knock that app out of really like, like, man, what are you talking about? You know? Just tell me who you like, and I'll put it through mine. They're like, Damn. Well, what are you? What are you? What are you saying? What are we gonna say? Yeah, real quick to further your point about just starting, he was placing it on three team, five team, and eight team parlay bets. And, and when I get back, we're up against it. But I got to check out. Sal- uh, I want to know Ridley's base salary for next season to see if it's worth it. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven six. You listen to the sports ground. We'll get to Fernando's call as well. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included. And whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producer with Sam Spin, the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760. Today's show was presented by HazelScottOnline.com. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. Make sure you go to your local liquor store and try out any of their pre-made alcoholic drinks. They come in different flavors. They have new flavors coming out, a new mix, too, I'll be telling you about. Or you can just stick to their original mix and add your own favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the sports crime. Shout out to Zing Zang for the new swag and the new long sleeve and hat and stuff like that. Styling. Yeah, I got to, man. They 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 treat us good over here at the sports grind. Shout out to Zing Zang. Um, 
Yeah, we got a lot of meat on the bone. The Brittany Griner and that breaking news, which I thought was important because I ain't going to need to sleep on that one because I've been waiting for that to pop off for somebody. Didn't think it would be Calvin Ridley, but it is what it is. But we definitely got to get into some combine, more combine talk tomorrow. I mean, defensive tackle from Georgia. three hundred. Jordan Evans. Jordan Evans. He secured a bag this weekend. Yeah, he did. I mean, because if you're in the top five, top seven, you you got to really think hard of what your needs are. Because if you got a guy that size, what, 300 and, what was it, 47 or 67? Uh, 300 and, yeah, I think it's three. Ooh, let me grab that number. Yeah, it's uh, it's three plus, okay? And he ran a 4740. That In the day and age where you got quarterbacks, especially the dual threat one, I mean, I told you when I saw Georgia play Clemson in week one that I knew that this team was probably got a national. They had about two or three guys that could go first round on that D-line, but he really secured his bag. Our UTSA zone, we had a cornerback that showed out real good, Jonas, that ran. I think he had one that – well, no. he had. The, I think he had the highest vertical jump, I think, out of the cornerback position, if I'm not mistaken, and he clocked a fast 40. Yeah, so he had the uh... – so he had the the four two six is the fourth fastest time in combine history. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, and then he had the the vertical jump of forty two inches was the sixth best and among corners in his combine flowers. history. Who, Tariq Woolen. Tariq. Tariq. And, yeah. Yeah. So Tariq Woolen is is really interesting guy. I mean, you you read his story, uh, the whole breakdown. Frank Wilson going into Frank's last year mm-hmm. here at UTSA wanted to go ahead and switch. Uh, Tariq was a wide receiver. But he was he's you know kind of deep at the position. Wanted to switch him over to a DB. He's six foot five, two hundred five mm. pounds. All right, so you're talking about long, yeah. And so he and the ability to you know and and so Tariq didn't and, and the athletic did a really good dive into uh, Tariq's story. But of course, you know anybody who's followed him here locally, um, so Tariq kind of you know battled against that position change, but then mm. went ahead and did so. And so now you've got a wide receiver, a guy who who had never played the other side of the ball. Hmm. Wide receiver knows how to read the quarterback well enough for route tree options and everything like that. And the instincts and that size, that size. And he's faster than your Jalen Ramsey's. His 40 time is faster than Jalen Ramsey and Stephon Gilmore. Hmm. Now, was he the first thing that came to my mind? I was like, because you know, I went on my little rant. Was, Was he one of the ones that opted out the last bowl game that didn't play to get ready for the draft? Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm, that's one L check for me. That's one. That's one guy. Besides, and, and McCormick. I mean, how, how fast was his? His forty was fast for running backs. I think was he it okay? wasn't really fast for running backs. Okay, um, he did all right. He did all right. It was a four a four six. Okay, but I mean, you're at a four six. You're right there ahead of Jordan. Davis. We're getting spoiled with forties, <laughs> man. I mean, I get like I said, especially those those kids out of Miami. I don't know what the hell they're breeding them down there to come out running four twos and stuff constantly. Huh? So when you look at the uh, the uh, the deep dive on how how this has impacted the you know draft reports and stuff like that, mm. uh, and Jordan Davis specifically, uh, ESPN had reported uh, through their stats and information that since 2006, since they've tracked the combine results, only two players weighing in at 330 pounds or more have run the 40 in under five seconds. Two. That's amazing. and no, and you're you know we're going on uh, sixteen years, and that's Greg Robinson and Don Terry Poe, and that's a guy you have. Can you imagine? 
Kyle Murray, Lamar Jack, guys like that rolling out of that pocket. And it, and it's one of those situations. Those are fast guys, but a guy that size, that damn near, if you don't get the right head start on him, you could be gobbled up. That he, yeah, he he secured his bag this weekend. We'll get more into the draft. Uh, I mean, excuse me, the combine tomorrow. There was a couple other things that I wanted to note. Uh, to that, I mean, we got a couple calls, but uh, what else you got? Jonah? One last touch on that, if I can, mm-hmm. and that's uh, Woolen. I want to bounce back to him for a okay. second. McShay's saying that he's a late day one, okay, early day two, okay. So if you're there, there's a reason to tune in on Friday to mm-hmm. the draft. Then if mm-hmm. you're watching on th- you know for Thursday's you know, first round, I got you. One eight hundred seven zero seven nine seven sixty. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Fernando. Fernando, you on the sports crowd here on Ticket Seven Sixty and Thirteen Hundred The Zone? What's up, Fernando? Hey, thanks for having me. Uh-huh. I just wanted to comment real quick on the NFL. You were talking about them and the and the gambling and everything, uh-huh. and I started thinking about it. And and you know, the NFL, in my opinion, has become a clickbait. Good meaning. You know, uh, meaning that every game. Uh, I, I pretty much I don't watch a lot of NFL like I used to, and I figured out that you know most of the games are going to come down to the last minute, right? I think I read somewhere that most games are decided by seven points or less, mm-hmm. right? So that means they want to keep eyeballs. They figured it out to do a salary cap, you know, they got their algorithms and all this how to keep eyeballs on the set. So as a result, like I said, past five or ten years, you know, I've kind of weaning myself off with the NFL because it's I already know what's going to happen. It's going to come down to the last. I don't know who's going to win. Like you said, they're not fixed. But I know it's going to come down to the last minute. Well, Fernando, thanks for the phone call. I mean, to me, I mean, if you're still saying that you kind of know, but you still don't know how to win, that's why NFL is still king. I mean, that's why I always say not to knock on NBA because I like the NBA too. But, I mean, NFL is my sport because, again, when you show up in August, all 32 teams was realistically feel like they got a shot. And they and sometimes they do. You just, the NFL is just different. I mean, so if you're saying that you winged off because you think – because I think you were going like it's kind of got predictable, but, you know, you still don't know who's going to win. But and I, and I think don't get spoiled with just the playoffs we have because it always don't just come down – to the last few minutes. I mean, that, there's some blowouts here and there, just some teams that are just better than other teams. But There's anyway. a reason why they call it any – why the saying is any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. Not any given Saturday, any given Tuesday. Yeah, any given any Sunday given you could Sunday. take a L. 1-800-707-976. Let's go back to the phone. Let's go to Laker Dre. Laker Dre, you're on the sports crowd here on Ticket 760-1300 The Zone. What's up, man? The bat signal came out for you. Hey. Where, you where you been, like a dream? <laughs> yeah. Been up, and down at, been up and down at Highway, man, and running this business. Oh, okay. How y'all, how y'all gentlemen doing? All right, man. How you doing, man? I need you coming in to tell us about your Lakers, man. It's been a rough, long, long season for y'all. Yeah, it's been, man. I mean, I missed that clearly, man, with Westbrook. I mean, I, I, I saw the, in the column, 21 rebounds, 10 assists, 10 rebounds. And I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm telling you, I missed that whole thing with the turnovers until a brother pulled me over and told. He said, "Man, look, you missed the whole thing about that." I said, "Yeah, I did, just like a lot of us did." So uh, I, I think tonight's effort, you know, if we can uh, keep contain him with uh, with these turnovers, play DJ Augustine, and, and if them guys can stay in front of their guys, maybe we can pick up a W. But, I mean, hell, the Spurs are playing good, too. So, go Lakers. Y'all have a good one, man. All right, Dre. All right. Yeah, um, Lakers are, to me, I mean, tonight I think they're, I think the Spurs are a two-point favorite tonight. 
at home. Um, I think they're about a two-point favorite, I believe, at home. But I still say, Dre, I don't know how much you listen to the show. I still think the Lakers are like play-in, make it play-in game at best. Um, and maybe one and done. I just don't believe they can get, you know, I don't see a four or five game winning streak in this team's future anytime soon. But I know you've been riding with the Lakers forever. And of course, it's Spur night. So you're going to call and check in. We'll have a see. That's another thing I'm interested in tonight is how much yellow do we still see in the AT&T Center? Because last time they really took over the last time they were here. But the luster has kind of came out of this team with the Westbrook situation. Should we demote him? And, you know, LeBron saying, yeah, man, I might turn back to Cleveland. You got that going on. He won Sam Presian. So we'll see. What happens tonight uh, with with the Spurs? We'll see if they can at least tie this record, man. This is a it's taking forever to get to this twenty six. Like that, we gonna cut down the nets in March before we even get to twenty six. Gonna be that bad, you know? It's like I mean, but we'll see how it goes. I did like Keldon's performance though against the Hornets, but I mean, I think if you can get him more aggressive, that bodes well. They still need about they got to hit. They got about one or two studs they need to add on this team, and I got one for you. I won't get into it now. I had it. I wanted to release it. We'll talk to it. We'll talk about it tomorrow because we kind of spent a lot of time on the Brittany Griner situation, and of course with this uh, can't have it. Can't call it a Woj bomb, but it's an Adam bomb. All right, Adam's been kind of like you know. We still got to talk. We'll we'll save that in a couple of days. But there's a story maybe be brewing between him and Lamar Jackson uh, that Jonas brought to my attention uh, over the weekend as well to some of uh, Lamar's comments. You know, because he's negotiating his contract as well. Um, and who knows? We come in tomorrow. Maybe by the time I don't know what Pat McAfee time his show comes on, but maybe we'll have some news where Aaron can make his decision that he's going to stay in uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin, and get a get a contract that's going to piss off a lot of owners and GM. That's going to change his quarterback market from worse than whatever it is. But that's Aaron, and then they can then the other teams who were in the sweep take Pittsburgh. Denver, they can take their attentions elsewhere. Because if he really drags this out, like I'm going to stay here in Green Bay, man, Aaron, get out of here, man. Just get go and get get, get another bowl, man. That's what we're going to have a weightness all this whole stuff. But um, we'll see what else we had to that we didn't get into. I talked a little bit about uh, we got the conference tournaments kind of going on. What do you got, Jonas? So one of the things we had, because uh, you, you set it up earlier, is the Cowboys. Oh, yeah. We didn't get a chance to we get into We got franchise tags being thrown yeah. around the NFL right now. Yeah, Demarcus Lawrence told him no. They told him no. He did, They came to him about a pay cut, um, and pretty much he said, I can't, do, I can't go for that. You know, haul the notes. Can't no, no, can't do. Can't go for that. And I don't blame him because, again, they franchise tagged his brother twice. Once in 2018, I think he played it. In 19, they came back. But they said well, after they franchised him the second time, they got that deal done. And then all of a sudden, in a couple years, a few years later, not even four, maybe four years later, Max, you want to come back because of Caps? So that could be Amari. And then that could be basically also um, – you know, Demarcus Lawrence is one. And then maybe you meet Gregory and you do that. The Chiefs, I thought that's another thing. I wanted uh, Brown, the offensive tackle they got from the from Baltimore. They franchise tagged him, which I thought was a surprise because I'm thinking like, wait a minute. And maybe I'm wrong, but uh, isn't the Honey Badger, isn't, isn't he up for a, a contract? Did they end up giving him a deal? Isn't he, isn't he a free agent? Yeah. Yeah, I was, he's well, one of the top deals. Well, what are we doing? I'd have to ask Kansas City, what are we doing? I mean, because to me – you know, Spags was able to get the ship right during halfway, but I've seen that team without the Honey Badger. You would think that I would have thought that the safeties and where the South, that they would have franchise tag, you know, um, 
the honey badger, which I think they'll be in competition for him. So Brown was a that was a little bit surprised for me that they franchise. Maybe they mean that maybe they're closer to a deal with Honey Badger and Tyron Matt. Maybe that's what that says. I don't know. But that one kind of surprised me that they franchise tagged it on Brown instead of saving it for him. I thought they'd definitely be saving it for him if they were going to uh, franchise tag anybody. I would also figure, too, that a potential factor in that could be the franchise tag amount for for an offensive lineman versus that of a safety. Yeah, but I usually think franchise tags and each owner, I mean, each GM utilizes these different, but I think franchise tag really comes down to what is that player you really feel like you're far away, you're not close to getting a deal done, but you really can't afford to hit the open market. And I really feel like they can't afford the honey badger to hit the open market. Uh, but they can make adjustments on defense. You know, you, you can go out and get another player. I, I don't know that Kansas City spent all last year rebuilding that line after what the Bucks did to them. True. And so it's a young offensive line still. And so you have to, and I, I know they added some veterans, but I think that uh, that Orlando Brown is probably a, a, the key piece to keeping Patrick Mahomes upright. Hmm. And it and 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 this is a further uh, commitment to Patrick on offense after the apparent reported, uh, you know, the separation between him and the enemy on that offense. Hmm. So this is, you know, saying we we got your back, Patrick. Literally, we've got your back. We're gonna bring back a tackle. All right, we got anything on Facebook Live we want to get to before we get out of here, real quick. Oh, we got a handful of people checking in here. Claudia and Carl Polk, you know, popping in, uh, saying, speaking on the Ridley factor, saying mm. he's done. Atlanta will suspend him, then he'll go on the commissioner's list. Hmm. And what was Calvin Ridley's number for this year? It's eleven million for a fifteen hundred dollar parlay. Mm-hmm. I got to look at your crew, man. I got to see who's <laughs> protecting the crew for fifteen hundred for eleven million. Come on, man. Well, just look around him and see who's eating ramen noodles, and you'll see who got cut off. Somebody's got to step in, man. I I mean, some of these guys and and the yes people that they keep around, somebody got to come in. That's $11 million lost this year. I'm pretty sure, like you said, he ain't getting paid if he's going to be suspended without pay. Anything else? What do we got? Anybody else on Facebook? Over, yeah, well, I'm on Facebook. It's a little slow today, Uh but we got over on Twitter. um, We've got uh, Eddie the Great popping in, you of course, with that – the fifteen hundred dollar bet. Fifteen hundred dollars is all you're putting down as a, as an NFL player. Some guys are just not gamblers, man. Some guys just do it just to say they tried it. I mean, evidently this is a guy that was just starting off. Like I but imagine, he, but risked, he risked eleven million dollars for fifteen. Mm-hmm. Nobody's touching those odds on a Sunday. He'll be chasing that loss for years to come. That's what usually gamblers do. They'll be chasing losses. He'll be chasing that one for a while. Anyway, all right, man. That is a wrap for today. Special thanks to producer of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks to Mr. Sandspin, the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shot City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you at the snooze button and for you out the rack, just ask yourself. You grind in peace. See you tomorrow.